Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. Today we are continuing our discussion on social media with our focus today being on the power of Instagram. If you missed any of our previous episodes, it was episode 10, right? Episode 10, yeah. It was Facebook, a focus on Facebook. And then episode nine was just social media in general. So feel free to pop back. And yeah, and if you haven't listened up. to the, yeah, you should probably listen to them in order if you can, mm-hmm. but or at least the, episode nine first. Yes. Because episode nine is an overview. Yep. And then these are the specifics. Yes. Okay, so to start, we're going to talk about a couple of statistics that I found about Instagram. So the first one is Instagram now has 1 billion monthly active users, which is kind of crazy. It's a lot of people. A lot of people. And over 60% of the users uh, log in daily, making it the second most engaged network after Facebook. And the biggest demographic group are males, 18 to 24, and 75% of all users are between the ages of 18 and 24. 90% of Instagram users are younger than 35. Hmm. So 18 to 35 down there, 34 is the age range. And which for me, this is personally where a lot of my clients or customers live. And maybe it's because that's where I live. I don't know. We were talking about this earlier that Mm -hmm. for you, Mindy, that's the platform you're on the most, right? What about you guys? I'm on them all, but for different reasons, I think, than most. Like, because I am so about like the business that I kind of spend time everywhere. I definitely spend a lot of time. Like if you were... I don't really have it personally. My my brain is always like always business. Yeah, I don't too. I feel like his personally is not like, online. Like, it's like you know what I mean. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really like you make home videos, but like for the family, you know what I mean. Like it's more like that. I feel like yeah, I rarely go on to like see. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't. Do I go on to see friends what they're doing? No, I don't. I'm kind of always thinking strategically. Like when I go on there just to consume, I'm mm-hmm. just consuming whatever. But yeah, I'm always kind. Of, I'm probably not like the average 34 year old because I spend a lot of time on like LinkedIn. Which, yeah. yeah, unless you know about that platform, mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably spend equal amount of time on LinkedIn as I do Facebook and Instagram. But that's probably not normal for like right. a 34 year old that isn't into business. Right, right. Yeah. But I think Instagram is probably my favorite just okay. because it's the most like. Those the most raw, yeah. vloggy, yeah. behind the scenes. At least the people I follow, like Instagram is much more story specifically, yep. much more just like real time mm-hmm. where people, you really think about what they're posting on the feed, but mm-hmm. stories are more like yeah. random stuff, which I like. That's what I like about it. Yeah. What about you? Paolo? Instagram, for sure. Instagram? I'd say so because it's just like, I don't know, it's a really cool place where, like you said, you can connect with people that you don't know personally mm-hmm. and you can see it in real time with mm-hmm. stories, but at the same time, they can also post like their art if okay. they're a musician, if yep. they're an artist, if they're a business owner, anything that they want to post, like you can visually see, hopefully mm-hmm. if they're keeping up with everything, that you can see what they're doing and what they're up to. So I like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I very rarely scroll through my Instagram though. I mostly do stories. Most people do now. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very interesting. That's also why I'm convinced and well, I, I'm excited for this actual debate, but mm-hmm. I don't think the grid's very important in Instagram because I don't think people visit it very often. Mm. I think the artists visit your grid to see how cool it looks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think most people don't care. Really? I think Instagram stories are now becoming more important. 
Because yeah. like oh, more yeah. viewed. Let's yeah, and way. because they're more viewed, mm-hmm. I think people see. I think people will go to your grid when they see like something post, and mm-hmm. and you're new. They're coming across from a hashtag, mm-hmm. but once they follow you, then they kind of tend to only follow stories or what yeah. they see pop up in the feed. How often do right. they go back to see if that fit with your other grid? Like, mm-hmm. and artists, I think think about that, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about that because we're definitely going to talk about there's pros and cons. I think, right, yeah. of mm-hmm. the grid. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when it comes to business. One of the biggest questions that we got was, what should I post on Instagram that would get me better engagement? So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? You want to go first? No. Okay. Um, So my wife actually works for a church and she does a lot of the like Instagram, social media stuff. Mm -hmm. And she used to be very, you know, wanting to think like, the the grid mattered and like the the look the aesthetic all those things mattered and then she noticed she was like why am I getting so many you know likes and, and so much engagement on photo on like photos and videos that are like more personable like they have like a story they have like people involved and and all this stuff so so I guess to answer the original question I forget exactly what the question was but it was, what was the question? um get how to get engagement. better engagement better engagement yeah. that's something that she noticed right away was the moment like it's not that like you can't have a nice looking feed or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's not the problem. But like she took her focus from having the best looking feed yes. to having the most engaging mm-hmm. feed. Mm-hmm. So now she's more so like, what are people really actually interested in? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, like we've always talked about is either like entertainment or information. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's kind of either one. Mm-hmm. And I think with Instagram, a lot of people just love like people's stories when they can mm-hmm. connect with people. I think that's what gets engagement right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thought to this is, and something too that I was trying to put myself in a consumer's mindset, because I do think kind of business most time, but (laughs) when brands or businesses like humanize themselves Mm -hmm. and where there's, like you said, a story or something that I can connect with, or when somebody is vulnerable and real, like some of the people that I follow when they do videos where they're not necessarily wearing a ton of makeup mm-hmm. and like I, I can relate. Right. So when a business or a brand does something that I can personally relate to, I feel a stronger connection to them. And when, when I have a stronger connection, way more likely to purchase mm-hmm. something from right. them. And the only way that they can truly put stuff that's relatable to you is to understand like who's watching it. And that's something that we would talk about in every social media because it is so important to understand mm-hmm. who's there and the mindset that they're in when they get mm-hmm. there. Because I think you go into a platform in a different mindset, 100%. like without actually sometimes even realizing it. Like in LinkedIn, I always say it's kind of like my my feel of I'm putting on like a suit and meeting people or whatever, <laughs> like for business. But on Instagram, it's kind of like you're just walking into a bunch of friends and mm-hmm. other things, just seeing what's up. Facebook may have more, I think, more like almost a family-ish mm-hmm. vibe where you're kind yeah. of going in to see your close friends. Because like mm. my Facebook friends now are literally only like legit friends. Mm. Instagram is like more everybody. Okay. LinkedIn is anybody because it's business side. But yeah. so I'm going in with such a different mentalities. And then Twitter, I'm going into for information, mm-hmm. news, and for following certain people that I want to mm-hmm. see. So because I'm going in differently with my mentality, right? they can relate to me better mm-hmm. by understanding that even if you're a business that does something that's not super exciting, mm-hmm. make your feed fun and personable and yeah. not even businessy all the time mm-hmm. because the people that are, are going to see your feed on there mm-hmm. will like it better. Absolutely. It'll make more sense for them because yep. they won't think that you're just all. Because in that 18 to 24 year old demographic, mm-hmm. they're not 
excited seeing nothing but yeah. salesy things on your feed. Like that's not going to get any engagement. Yeah, a hundred percent. And kind of like we mentioned in the the Facebook episode, I think it's so important for you to have a conversation with your company about, okay, why are we on Instagram Mm -hmm. and why are our customers on Instagram and how can we serve them while they're there? Mm -hmm. And if you can answer that question well and provide content around that, you're just going to gain engagement. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. Yeah, I think it's important to understand how you're going to storytell on there Mm -hmm. and decide. Don't just have it. It goes for any platform. Don't just have it to have it. Right. Figure out what you're actually doing Mm-hmm. Think about your back end, how you're actually going to use it for business purposes, mm-hmm. but realize that you have no chance of even gaining customers if you don't first get engagement with things. Right. Because it's definitely hard to sell to nobody that's listening. Right. And the more crap that you post, the less, mm-hmm. the more you're going to be muted. Mm-hmm. Like you can mute people's stories, you can mute things. And as mm-hmm. soon as you do something that's no fun in a platform, mm-hmm. people aren't going to show up. How do people know when it's crap and. I think if you see zero engagement, you know it's crap. Okay. Um, it, obviously, organic reach is going down and down and down regardless. Mm-hmm. So th- there's that's part of it that no matter what, you're not going to see as much engagement probably as you hope mm-hmm. or that you did a year ago or mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I still think the market overall is going to tell you what they really think. Like yes. the people are like, I can't believe I posted this picture. It got like 10 likes. Well, the picture wasn't that good then. Yeah. <laughs> you just thought it was really good. Yeah. Or yeah, like, you thought it you, good, was good, but maybe your ideal client didn't. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the thing is post a lot. But if you see, when you see something that does something way better than something else, mm-hmm. try to think about what it was. Mm-hmm. Was, the, was your description, was your caption a lot better? Yeah. Was the picture a lot better? Mm-hmm. Was it more personal? Was it... Mm-hmm. Was it more directly to the target than your previous post? Mm-hmm. There's ways to kind of diagnose things, yeah, and at least get a good indication of because there's usually a reason when something yeah. does way better. Yeah, in yeah. general, you're always going to get a very small percentage of mm-hmm. your actual likes to engagement, mm-hmm. but if you're averaging 0.5 percent and then suddenly one gets five percent, mm-hmm. there's a reason. Right, right. Start to do more of it. Mm-hmm. When we started our. Instagram for my nonprofit and you're just kind of learning in the beginning and experimenting and just trying different things. But it's so interesting to see how there are very specific things that people react to Mm -hmm. so much better, like pictures of Mary and I, professional pictures of Mary and I do so well or funny things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we noticed too that a lot of the, when your captions are really long, Mm -hmm. Uh, like ours don't always do that as mm-hmm. well, unless there's something very vulnerable in the caption, mm-hmm. then it then it does well. So it's just a matter of learning and mm-hmm. being like smart enough to observe mm-hmm. what's doing well and what's not, and understanding that your demographic in your nonprofit mm-hmm. is all females. Yes, it's a very different target. Yeah. than if you just are targeting 18, 24 year olds in general, mm-hmm. like your people are going to engage with emotional stuff mm-hmm. in a much bigger way with no makeup pictures mm-hmm. or just actual things like that. Where yeah. like the average male could give two craps about it, that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. So it's like that makes it tough too. Yeah. You have to truly understand that if you're if you're female only, which is your target, mm-hmm. it's way easier to think about what to post mm-hmm. than if you're not. Mm-hmm. Because the average male, I also I don't think cares as much about the artsy and the pretty yeah. side at all. Yep, they're literally just more almost about the entertainment value yes. than anything. Yeah, 
and value, like value in the information side of it, but Mm -hmm. it's just so different. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about that makes a big difference. And then it's important because like, I think if you post something and it does unbelievably well, but then you start to realize you get more and more and more and more females on your feed, but that's really not your target, Mm. you should be rethinking that too. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to fill your followers up with people that aren't ultimately who's going to get you business. Yeah. Because then even if you reach them, you may get super high engagement on this Mm -hmm. pretty picture, but if it was a bunch of females Mm -hmm. that aren't going to get you anything, well, is that actually ROI positive from a standpoint of business? Right. A question that we got a lot too was, how do you grow your followers? Mm -hmm. So does anybody want to speak into that? You have to have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. You have to... People have to like, and the funny part is that doesn't have to go as crazy as you think. Like your story is a story, but like, so if you're a business owner, there's a story in that. If Mm -hmm. you're a speaker, there's a story in that. If whatever you are, but you have to have something to tell a story to tell something to show, I believe something, Mm -hmm. um, for people to want to follow, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. otherwise there's not much for them to, to hold on to, you know? So that, at least that's a start. Yeah. That's a start. Having You need something, some story to tell. And, and if you're a business, maybe you're selling something or whatever, but it has to be told. The story has to be told for people to follow it, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask yourself the question, why should, if I were to ask you, why should someone follow your Instagram? Mm-hmm. You should have an answer. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be, well, I don't know. Wh- like, why, why not? What else does? <laughs> like it's there's yeah. you there's got to be a reason that someone follows you. You have to ask. You can ask the same person the same question of why do you follow the people you follow? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think if you say. can't answer it, then that's probably why you're not growing much. Right. right. Because just because you think something's good or artsy mm-hmm. or great or mm-hmm. you have a great grid, if people don't care about it, yeah, you're the only one who thinks it's great. Mm-hmm. Right. Some, some, we get really critical, especially in the artist field of you think you post the greatest Instagram stuff and mm-hmm. the greatest pictures and the greatest content and no one likes it and you're like, I just hate the algorithm. No, you probably just aren't very good at what you do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, organic reaches down. Right, but right. if you still don't get anything, mm-hmm. it's just not as good as you thought. Mm-hmm. So do better. Yeah. And I think quality matters too. Like So many people are so focused on more followers, more followers. But if you're not even engaging the current ones that you mm-hmm. have, you should probably start. Mm-hmm. There, but because you don't, I don't even think that you need tons and tons and tons of followers to have a successful not at all business or a successful presence on social media. Mm-mm. Yeah, the numbers don't matter if you're not actually converting anything. You could have a right. hundred thousand followers, but if when you actually are trying to sell something, no mm-hmm. one's buying it, mm-hmm. the followers are no good. You're better off having actual engaged followers mm-hmm. on all platforms. Yeah. You can have 10% of the followers someone big does, but if you actually are capitalizing them, right. then, then you're doing better. Right. I think people just need to fall in love with like sharing what it is they're doing. I think people are too in- focused about like, oh, I don't have enough followers or I don't have enough mm-hmm. likes or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But I think if you fall in love with what you're doing and you're just sharing that story, so then it's like mm-hmm. whether there's likes or not, you're still doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that I feel like makes more sense than concerning yourself with how many likes or follows or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Okay. So what about the aspect of when it comes to business and the fact that there is, I don't know, I think Instagram is more focused on being aesthetically pleasing. And I know we have talked about people are not as focused on feeds anymore. 
Right. And they tend to watch stories mm-hmm. more. But, I mean, as a graphic designer, are there any tips? Because a lot of people will ask, like, how do I make my Instagram look good? <laughs> do you have any tips as far as even if it's, like, apps that help you with cohesiveness on your uh, – because it, it can well, even help with stories. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it, – it, it's like what we've been saying. It's like, what story do you want to tell? What style of presence do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you and what it is? And it's like uh, a lot of, of my photography friends, like they have a certain photography style and that style ties over into their Instagram mm-hmm. and um, by like how they color their pictures and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can, and I think the the one thing that I, I see is is that what helps people identify you partly on Instagram is by one, what you post Mm -hmm. and two, how it looks. So if there's a consistent style to what you post, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look great on a grid, but if you have consistency in that style, Mm -hmm. like if it's like a certain photo filter, you always put on your pictures. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. has all your pictures have a certain Mm -hmm. style to them. Um, If you use certain colors and that Mm -hmm. people will start identifying being like, I know it's this company because it has that feel mm-hmm. and I like what they do. And because mm-hmm. I like what they do, I'm going to yeah. interact with them more. Yeah. Like I take note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People take note of that subconsciously even. Yes. Um, and so they'll think of you when they see it other places too then. Right. So it's like that brand is translating like, to their Instagram. To, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are there any apps that you recommend? There's lots of apps <laughs> out there. Um, that is a true statement. Like there, yeah, there, there, there <laughs> is so many, like, I mean, literally they, and there's always new ones coming yeah. out all the time. So it's hard to keep up with what is current. Like I know if you Google, like what are good Instagram apps, like they're all out there. Yeah. Like it doesn't take much to do it. And so, and it, and it, and I think it's just trying out ones and actually using them and figuring mm-hmm. out how to use them and what works for you. Mm-hmm. Because some apps that I might use, might be more technical for me because I'm, I need something a little bit more technical, but mm-hmm. for somebody who's just getting into it, mm-hmm. you might not need that. It mm-hmm. might be too much for you and too confusing. So just go out there, download them, start playing with them, trying them out. Right. And if they don't work for you, delete them and download another one. Mm. <laughs> and determine if it actually, actually. matters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if you're a photographer, if you're a graphic designer, if you're someone that obviously is selling a service of things looking good, your photos should look really good. Yeah. Your product, your Instagram yeah, feed yeah. should look good. Your grid should look good. Everything should look good. If you're not, you just focus on what you're actually posting each time. Because mm-hmm. I think it can also, because we have had this as well, because we have a very creative Instagram grid for like scaling creative mm-hmm. because we're a creative company that makes mm-hmm. sense. But at the same time, you could always have the pushback of if you don't want to post something you know is good because it's not going to fit in with your grid, mm-hmm. And you're leaving good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And that's also a silly thing. Now, sure, can you try to ma- manipulate anything to fit a certain thing? Yes. But if you're putting obstacles in your way mm-hmm. and then using those as the excuse of why you're not actually putting something out, yeah. you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. because. And I think that a lot of people do that too. There is absolutely so many less people posting mm-hmm. things on Instagram than they ever used to. Yes. Now that stories are so popular. Yep. And Granted, you should absolutely use stories as much as possible because the other thing about doing that is you keep showing up on the top of the circle. Yep. It's very, very important. Yep. And 
if you do that, there are some people that are making a, like a living on their Instagram stories. Yeah. So do they really care about the grid? Probably not. Yeah. They, they, because they yeah. just want you to follow them. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on the field you're in. Yeah. I, I think that it's just first you should focus more on actually posting stuff that mm-hmm. is valuable. Mm-hmm. Then if you are skilled enough or you have the team or you want to mm-hmm. pay mm-hmm. to have it look great, mm-hmm. then do that too. Yeah. But don't do the opposite right. and let that cripple you from actually putting anything out there. Yeah, don't make social more complicated than it no. has to be. And I think one of the things I had written down was I think patience is everything. Mm-hmm. Be generous, be kind, be helpful without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and be of service because mm-hmm. trust is built over time. And a, a lot of people, I mean, most people buy with people that they trust. Mm-hmm. And so I think Instagram is a really great place to build trust yep. yeah. with your people that are following you. Because a lot of people that are following you, they might not even be purchasing from you yet. Mm-hmm. No, but they're connecting with you. But they're connecting with you. Yep. Yeah. And we talked about a way, you know, for sure, a tactic to get more followers is to go out and engage with people that are doing similar things or searching for certain things or hashtagging certain things mm-hmm. that make sense for your industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and not going to their page and, you know, posting great profile, follow me and I'll follow you. Yeah, Not that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> but meaning like if yeah. you're a dentist and you should look for the term smile mm-hmm. and every single smile on Instagram, mm-hmm. share something nice, like not mm-hmm. a pitch, mm-hmm. just a nice, beautiful smile yeah. or what a great picture, just something that makes you normal yeah. and do that every single day to 100 people a day. Just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep right. doing it. Right. And that will at least give you a better chance to do it, to, right. to build a following for it. Mm-hmm. But it is just important to, if because obviously you can think about what you do all you want on your own grid, mm-hmm. but if no one's following you, you know, seeing it anyway. Right, right. So if you want to build it, there's got to be searchability and reasons, hashtags mm-hmm. and different things that you're posting around stuff that you hope people mm-hmm. actually go to. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just thinking what Scott was saying is that that also ties back into how to better build your following too is, is that, to go out there and interact with people. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit and wait for them to come to you. Yeah. Correct. Go out and start commenting and searching hashtags and like commenting on people's pictures because then you'll pop up on their thing mm-hmm. and everybody will be like, wait, who is this company mm-hmm. that just commented on my picture? Yep. People feel special about that. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be more likely to interact and follow you back yep. if you interact with them. Yes. And there definitely will be people that don't like that. Believe me, I've done that strategy yeah. many times. Though people are like, oh, you're just trying to, oh, well. like Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. Try like it. It, it is, yes. It's, you're going to get people that don't like it, yeah. but you're much better off just being out there. Yeah. It, it's just like if you were at a networking yep. type of thing. You want to meet people, right? Yes. So you don't you wouldn't walk up to someone and be like, Hey, if you're ever looking to improve that smile, contact right. like you wouldn't. Right. You'd kinda nicely talk, Oh, I love yeah. your shirt, I love your Yeah. That's what you should do on social. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's it just be a person mm-hmm. and let them be interested in what you offer because they actually just like you. Yeah. It's true. For sure. I was reading uh something that Gary had posted. Um because I love to be a student, and I think mm-hmm. that's also a really important thing. If you want to grow your social media, you want to learn more about Instagram, like be a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up yourself. <laughs> Watch mm-hmm. other people. Learn from other people. Observe, mm-hmm. like all those things. But um, obviously we talk about Gary Vee a lot here. But one of the things he said was focus on what your customer wants, not just on the service that you provide. And mm-hmm. he actually gave this one example of Guinness. Um, they had, yeah, they so had a problem 
about 60 years ago, their sales were declining for like the first time ever and they had to figure out a new strategy. So they created the Guinness Book of World Records mm-hmm. because what they noticed was so that cool. two of the biggest things that people talked about when they surveyed people in bars mm-hmm. were soccer and trivia. So that's how they came up with the Guinness Book of World Records. So essentially, they were really focused more so on what people were talking about and then their own product. But in return, you know, it's just like kind of crazy. So I thought that's a really interesting thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how can you how can you take that Mm -hmm. um, and really implement that? And I think you can start, if you're not that creative, like that's a big, huge thing. Like what an idea. It works amazing. If you're not unbelievably creative, at least at the bare minimum, follow every local sports team in your area, every other local business, Mm -hmm. every other local Mm -hmm. whatever, and just be in their feeds. Mm. So if you have a local sports team, baseball Mm -hmm. team, Mm -hmm. every time they post something Mm -hmm. that says a great win for so-and-so, comment, yes, we love Mm -hmm. our local whatever. You just keep showing up. Yeah. Just do something that makes mm-hmm. people in your area because the people that are looking at that team mm-hmm. probably live in your area. Mm-hmm. And especially like in our area, we have a lot of minor league teams. That's even better because mm-hmm. people follow you know, national teams mm-hmm. from around the country. Mm-hmm. Most minor league teams and whatever, they are only followed by local people. Yeah. Right. But yeah. be in their feeds every time they're posting something, mm-hmm. congratulating them and retweeting something. And, mm-hmm. and when you see something new happening you know, to a new building in the area that you're in, commenting yeah. on that and just because you just keep showing up. Yep. And it's a good way to not have to overthink what to post every time mm-hmm. because you're just out, you're out there. Yeah. If people keep seeing you, that's mm-hmm. the best way to actually get people to follow you. Yeah. And that was my next question that a lot of people asked was, like how to create content. And something that we talked about and we use a lot is this whole concept of pillar mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Can you yes. explain to people? Yeah, this definitely is, is not my thing. This is a Gary Vee thing, so I will not discredit him. I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. But the idea being pillar content is because people can't a lot of times can't think about how to. This is something that we do a lot with companies and it's been really helpful for us is a podcast, for example is a longer form content. Yes. And then figuring out ways to make smaller pieces of mm-hmm. content out of it mm-hmm. so that you can put out more. So like one of the great things about a podcast is obviously you have a, a long conversation mm-hmm. and you can use it, the answers in different ways on all different platforms. Right. So how a business implements that is exactly the same, but just their pillar content might be different. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do a weekly Q&A or whatever mm-hmm. in some form. Mm-hmm. But... The whole concept behind that is people, I think, overthink that you need to have a hundred great ideas yes. every week. Mm-hmm. And like maybe a podcast is your great idea mm-hmm. or the one long form Q and A, but how do you make that into lots of other type of content mm-hmm. so that you can have more stuff to put out? Yeah. And that's kind of what we've been doing recently with one of our clients is just creating you know, frequently asked questions stuff so that they can post it because people ask the same things to most businesses yeah. all the time. Very true. So why not put it in video form? Because it also is searchability for people to possibly share. Mm-hmm. And at the minimum, it's something that you can start with mm-hmm. because it's better than nothing. Yep. If you can't come up with anything creative, just randomly hop on Instagram Live and hop on these different platforms and just show up. Mm-hmm. See who else shows up. And talk to people. If you get four people watching, that's okay. Yeah. You still show up with a big, huge red circle around you on Instagram because they love people going live on their platform. Yeah. They're going to put you at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And if people pop on and you're doing something that is entirely not what your industry is, mm-hmm. 
it actually probably will be ROI positive because yeah, they're expecting true. something dumb. They're going to click and just to see. People always click live yeah. and see what happens and they usually leave right away or not. Yeah. But if they went on and you were doing something entirely different that was super fun, yeah. they're going to be like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. That, that's different. Yeah, and, and I, I love IGTV too. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Yeah, unfortunately for most people, they don't, which Instagram's in trouble with because they had big plans and they've really butchered it. But Instagram TV is a great, at least if you want to do longer form, you get 10 minutes on there and they're now allowing you to make it bigger. I think that they, I think it has big potential, Mm -hmm. but Facebook, and I don't think we've mentioned it, but hopefully people know this. Facebook owns Instagram. I don't know if we've mentioned that in this podcast. (laughs) I think most people know that, but it's pretty big to know that the person who is number one also owns number two. So they're pretty big. And the reason that that's big for you is what we want to talk about next is like the ad platform of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because here's the great thing about Instagram. All the great marketing that you can do in Facebook is owned by the same company. So the information is too. Mm -hmm. So when you run ads... In Instagram or in Facebook's ad manager, you decide in an unbelievably cheap fashion, it's incredible what we have available, mm-hmm. that you can just let them post it across multiple depending on who your demographic is. Mm-hmm. Now, the strategy we like to do more is really being strategic about what ad is showing up in stories, making mm-hmm. sure that it fits in stories, making sure that it fits in the feed and all that. Mm-hmm. But they know all the information. Mm-hmm. The same information we shared in the last episode about Facebook. They're the ones that own it. Mm-hmm. So you have this incredible potential that at the bare minimum, if you want to get more followers, you can run ads that just get people to follow your feed. Mm-hmm. But you will get eyeballs there. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what they see when they get there. Mm-hmm. You can pay to get people to come to your profile. Will they stay is yeah. the question. Yeah. But the ad platform is incredible because it's, it's even cheaper right now than mm-hmm. Facebook. And the Instagram stories are even cheaper and they're unbelievably effective. There's now, I think, one in every three people you follow. I think it's, as you swipe to the right, I think it's like one in every three almost. It seems like there's a sponsored post now. And when done correctly, Mm -hmm. they are very powerful because when done correctly, you don't realize they're a sponsored ad. I was just going to say, what does it mean when done correctly? Oh, yeah. To me, it's that it looks just like what you were just watching. Yeah. yeah. 99% of Instagram stories, other than the people who go crazy and make like polished ones, mm-hmm. are someone in front of a camera, raw, mm-hmm. talking to it. So if you're creating Instagram stories and you want to really fit in, mm-hmm. it should literally be recorded from your phone. Mm-hmm. In an Instagram story style, because they're not going to realize that it's not their friend. Yep. And if you're talking this fun native language, mm-hmm. they're forgetting that they even see it, and then they're like, "Oh, that I don't. Who is this person? Yeah. Oh, this is that company." Yeah. What's not done correctly is when you just let Facebook decide where to share it, because then what happens is they're, they're going to post your natural, you know, sixteen by nine or what normal format video mm-hmm. into the Instagram story, and it just doesn't look natural. Right. You can spot that ad. From a mile away. Correct. Yeah, you can. Because you see it, the text pop up all weird. And it's just, so that's not a great use of money. Mm-hmm. But when you run that ad, you can decide whether it goes to their automatic placements or you can manually do it and say, just Facebook feed, just Facebook, mm-hmm. just Instagram feed, just mm-hmm. Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And being able to choose that distinct thing mm-hmm. is really where you get a good return on it because okay. you decide. Okay. And it also becomes cheaper. Because if you do that, that's a big thing that I've realized is if you do the automatic placement for ads, yeah. they're putting it in a lot of places that I don't think are beneficial at all, like Facebook Messenger. And they're putting it yeah. in, in all these different places that I really don't think are, are good at all. Mm-hmm. So you should just go at least to the manual mm-hmm. placement and just choose Facebook feed, 
Instagram feed, Instagram stories are really the only place you should really run things right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the other one's just no one's paying attention to. Does yeah. anyone click things that show up on the right side of <laughs> Facebook and these different random places? No. Not at all. I don't. Ooh. Yeah, and no one does. But yet yeah. they're charging you to put yeah. it there. Yeah. So you're at least better off saying, if I want $100, make sure it goes to where, where it actually want. should. Yeah. Not just wherever you think is best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever you're feeling that day. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. But there is power of simultaneous, like running. Mm-hmm. If you're targeting 20 to 40 year olds, mm-hmm. do Instagram feed and Facebook mm-hmm. feed because they are in different places. Mm-hmm. And, let them, and let them kind of decide where that target is spending time and yeah. test it. I know, Mindy, you and I had talked about the other day that. You love when people when an ad pops up that you didn't even realize mm-hmm. was an ad, mm-hmm. and I think too because what we do, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. oh wow, that was well done. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I always say, like it's like a really good ad it, when I'm watching it. I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure out. Wait a minute, which friend Who is, is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? How do I know? What, what, how do I know them? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's a sponsored ad. Yeah. Like, good job. Good job. Good job. Very well done. Very well done. But yeah. Yeah. That's always it's it, yeah, and it's not they're normally nothing fancy. That's a, and that's yes. the unique part about yes. stories. Right. They're not right. fancy. The most natural looking thing is raw. Yeah. yeah. Which costs not a lot the of money. Cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. And I we had even talked about this when we were brainstorming once just for getting creative. Sure. About I mean, they're short. Like you gotta catch people's attention mm-hmm. right away. So whether it's something funny or, you know, like it was fun yeah. to brainstorm some different mm-hmm. ideas that we even have that right. we're going to be putting in place. I mean, place. there's lots of people I follow that do maybe like a multiple story line. Mm-hmm. And I will sit there for a minute watching the multiple stories, yeah. mm-hmm. watching it through. And so they have my attention. And I think a lot of people don't even realize if you do a good story, people mm-hmm. will sit there mm-hmm. and won't just swipe on to the next person, but they'll sit there and just watch through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why I hate when people say, people ask all the time, like, how long should it be? Like seven seconds, six seconds? I'm like, if it's no good and it's six seconds, they won't even watch three. Yeah. No yeah. good is no good. Yeah. Where right. simultaneously, if there's something good, you'll watch five minutes of it. Yeah. Like yeah. the most popular video on my entire channel on YouTube is an hour and 10 minutes long mm-hmm. because there's value to people watching it. Right. Yep. And We'll dive in, I don't even know if this episode, but just about the power of that exactly, Mindy, of don't overthink the length. Mm-hmm. If you can make something unbelievable a minute instead of five, then yep. make it a minute. Oh, yeah. But if you can't, chances are the people that actually watch three minutes of it right. are your best target customer. Yes. Because they're actually showing. And the cool thing about these ads is you can run these strategic ads that say someone that consumed of this video Mm or 60% of this video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the person that would watch more than 70% of your video probably is more likely to buy whatever the heck you're trying to sell eventually Mm -hmm. than the person that watches two seconds of it. Yep. So don't overthink the the length. Just just think about the creative. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that beginning is important. If the beginning's not good, they won't even watch any of it. That's true. So that first first three seconds Mm -hmm. is very, very important. Mm -hmm. To get them to, for some reason, yeah, think that they should stay. It's hard to not overthink, but also, like, analyze it. You know, so yeah. make it yeah. fun. Make the brainstorming piece for your company or your personal brand fun. Yes, and I think look at the personality of your office. Look at the personality <laughs> of your coworkers right. that you are building mm-hmm. this with, because. Together, you guys, everybody makes a really good team. You individually might not come out with like a lot of 
you know, mm-hmm. right. but to have, you have a people around you and it's like, it might be that, you know, Bob in the office is really funny. Mm-hmm. So like, let's get him on the story sometimes yeah. right. just yeah. talking about stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I think there's lots of value in getting the correct age person to be the person mm-hmm. that's on the mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Because no question about it, if you're a 24-year-old female, seeing another 24-year-old female or something close you're immediately gonna re- is much better yeah. than posting 70-year-old Jan yeah. who may get Instagram entirely, but yeah. if she doesn't really understand that she doesn't reach it the same, yeah. it is important. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that the person that even does the stories actually knows the platform that well. Mm-hmm. That's another big, big thing I think people mess up is just hiring the wrong people because yeah. they yeah. think that because 18, 24-year-olds on it, mm-hmm. they can hire whoever. But putting that face on it mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Even whatever message you want them to tell, tell mm-hmm. them. Right. But let them do it as a 20-year-old. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's like, I think also it's like people will do, as you are saying, just hire anybody to do it. And it's like, well, you're 18 to 24, you're on Instagram, you're, yeah. you do stories. But it's like doing personal stuff can mm-hmm. be different than doing. Yeah. Totally. So it's just like you, you need some oversight. But, yeah, it. Yep. It, there is more thinking that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And a humongous, humongous opportunity right now on Instagram, and even Facebook too, but Instagram, I think more than anything, is using influencer marketing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Huge. Insta- and for those that are listening that don't know what that is, the idea is simple. You find an influencer who has a good following mm-hmm. on Instagram, you pay them money mm-hmm. to promote your brand. Mm-hmm. But the key with that, is when you are hiring somebody, number one, it's unbelievable because it's so cheap because mm-hmm. most super influencers on Instagram don't even realize their value. So you can get them for so cheap because they're like 200 bucks. Sweet. Cause they're, you know, and they may have 10,000 followers and yeah. which may be way more than you. Yeah. But the key is when you're paying these people, letting them do whatever they want for their audience mm-hmm. to, to be able to send your message. Do not tell them what to say mm-hmm. because they're doing better than you are. They got the following. They have the eyeballs. Yeah. So if you're going to pay them to just promote your brand and they say, what do you want me to say? You may, if they need to know information about you, sure. Mm-hmm. But don't tell them how to do it. Right. Because clearly they've let gotten engagement natural. and let it be natural. Yeah. These are the facts. Yes. You do the selling. Yes. And let them do it. If it's stupid, like don't be worried about that. If you've already picked an influencer you feel like is good enough, you're not going to worry about like them doing anything dumb against right. your brand. Right. Right. And you already trust them, but then right. trust them. Don't mm-hmm. don't ask someone that knows what they're doing to not mm-hmm. do their job and doing it. Right. But also, I like the idea of instead of trying to find you know an Instagram influencer that has a million people, find twenty that have ten thousand, five thousand. Yeah. And if you want to know how to find those people, go on Instagram right now. Search for people that are posting stuff within your area. Mm-hmm. Look at the top nine posts. Mm-hmm. The top nine posts are usually the people that have the biggest followings and send a DM to the next 100 you see mm-hmm. and say, I'd love to pay you to talk to my talk about my brand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will ignore you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will respond back and be like, yes, and you'll ask how much and you'll internally laugh because it's so cheap mm-hmm. because they just don't know their value. That's why there's literally agencies being created right now just for influencers mm-hmm. so that they can actually properly price themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's so important because if you follow your favorite vlogger and they suddenly show up, yeah. Because I think um, I think Tesla is doing this right now with um, Tesla, or someone is doing it with Tesla for with Casey Neistat. Oh, Omaze or whatever. Yeah. So something. they have him on all these sponsored ads promoting this whatever they're doing for some sort of giveaway or whatever. Right. But 
And then they're just running it against people that like Casey Neistat. Yeah. So if Close I'm a huge Casey Neistat fan yeah. or whoever it is, and I see him talking about something, mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's a sponsor because I, I know that the way that he story tells will be interesting. Yeah. Right. And then he's right. going to get me interested in the brand. Yeah. That's influencer marketing at its finest. Mm-hmm. And it is so effective. Mm-hmm. But companies like to get in the way yep. and try to say, can you read this script? Mm-hmm. So one more thing about like the ad side of it is – just similar, exactly what we talked about in the Facebook one, if you listened, when you are promoting what they call promoting a post in Instagram, which is making a post that already exists more known, it's very important to only do that to things that do well originally. Yeah. And because it will be cheaper and it will also just be more effective. So I always, when when I had the other company that runs weddings, whenever we would have like a, a wedding film that would get pretty good reaction on something, mm-hmm. you'd spend money on that one because mm-hmm. clearly... More people see it, you'll get even more interaction. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good way to continue to also build your page because if something already has, because we all use credibility from like when you see something, if it already has tons of likes and tons of comments, mm-hmm. you pay more attention to it because yep. you're kind of like, why is everyone talking about this? Yeah. So when you get something that does well organically yeah. and then you pay for it, it's going to do even better mm-hmm. with pay. Mm-hmm. And then the absolute opposite of one thing you should never do on Instagram is pay for likes. Because yes. and pay for followers. This is something that people do all the time mm-hmm. just because they want to say they have 10,000. Mm-hmm. And this goes kind of hand in hand with influencer marketing mm-hmm. of when you find someone that has 10,000 Instagram followers, 20,000, 30,000, pay attention to what kind of response they're getting yes. on their posts yes. because you can buy likes mm-hmm. and you can buy followers. Mm-hmm. But as an overall engagement. average, a, a typical like organic reach thing will get anywhere between like six to 11, 12% of mm-hmm. your followers to likes if it's not a paid for thing. Mm-hmm. So if someone has 3,000 followers on a, on a post, they should get anywhere between 175 to 350 as an average probably. Mm-hmm. If you see someone that has 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 followers and they have 25 likes on the thing, mm-hmm. they're not real followers, period. Because there's no way that you have that many followers and yeah. only 20 people like it, mm-hmm. no matter how much organic reach is going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't pay for it. You're better off having 100 followers mm-hmm. for two years, but every time you post, they love what you post, yep. than having the opposite. Yep. But when you're looking for influencers, pay attention to that. Because mm-hmm. there are definitely people that are buying followers mm-hmm. so that they can sell you on influencer marketing, yeah. and it's not going to help your brand. Right. Not at all. So I think that's super important. Exactly. Wow. I'm excited that I get the chance to actually... <laughs> Exit this thing. Is that the right <laughs> way to say Send it? us out. Send us out. Yeah. Send us right. out. Everybody, this is we're on the home stretch here. Ready? Ready? And we're going in. So, <laughs> no. Um, thank you so much for following and listening to the Scaling Creative Podcast. Uh, you can like and follow us in all the places, all the things that that are social, because that's what we do around here. Uh, we really appreciate your time, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace.